You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Man, we just we just got done recording a 30-minute reckless speculation Thursday episode of The Scoop on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. You can also find it on our other YouTube channel, the Score North YouTube channel. Uh, whew, a lot of a lot of juicy stuff. We've done a lot of quarterback speculation, so we're gonna we're gonna pause that today and talk defense and Brian Flores and personnel. But Bill Belichick's about to become, it looks like, anyways, the head coach of the Falcons, getting a second interview with Arthur Blank. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. They got cap space. They just need a veteran quarterback. You got an eighty-year-old owner and a seventy-plus-year-old coach, probably not looking to draft a twenty-two-year-old quarterback and start over again. Yep, that's interesting. There's a Mike Sando piece in the athletic talking about Kirk to the Dolphins. So buck buckle up, folks. Yeah. If this makes you uncomfortable then Or take like take the next breath. like take the next three months off of life. <laughs> like like if you don't like this and you're a football fan, you might you might want to get into bed, pull up the covers and wait for like April. Yeah, maybe just maybe when the schedule comes out the second week in May. Uh, but today, we're going to do a little State of the Defense episode here and just examine the situation with Brian Flores. Is he officially coming back now? It's kind of the way that it looks and and just exactly what this defense needs to keep going forward. Presented by our friends over at Quick Trip. Sounds like you were at Quick Trip just yesterday, Judd. Oh, Hanging out at your favorite was. spot. Absolutely was. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, this is off the script. But I picked up a sandwich, cranberry like bread sandwich oh. with uh, with um, turkey. It was delicious. And by the way, as we say, people shop at Quick Trip. I saw I saw folks with carts. So like oh, this yeah. is not your this is not this ain't your fly by night place to just stop and you know pick up one thing. This is your your place to stop, get gas, uh, get groceries as well. And I'm going to tell you right now. Speaking of of uh, breakfast, lunch. And dinner mealtime just got a whole lot easy, easier, freshly prepared in the Quick Trip Kitchens. New lower prices on meals like, get this one, boys, chicken, bacon, mac and cheese, oh, fettuccine yeah. Alfredo with grilled chicken, beef oh. stroganoff, mac and cheese, spaghetti oh. and meatballs, oh. meatballs with mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, it's Thanksgiving God. year round at Quick Trip. How can you not love stopping at Quick Trip? And by the way, you get the quality gas guarantee as well. It's cold outside. I want your car to run well. I think I just sold you pretty much <laughs> on why Quick Trip is your one-stop shopping convenience place. Yeah, it's kind of no-brainer, right? So to this point, there have been no reported links between Brian Flores and head coaching jobs. There's like he has not had a request to be interviewed yet yeah. among any of the what six however many openings are left, like seven, six or seven. Are you guys surprised Brian Flores? Is not getting more consideration for a second shot as a head coach. He did get he did get a couple interviews last year with the Cardinals yeah. for sure. Yeah, unless he's telling teams no. Yes, I'm surprised. 
Now, I've been saying for months, I don't think he gets a job. He's actively suing the league, okay? So do do I think that there do I think that there might be gasp collusion against Brian Flores? Absolutely. But I would think if you know someone suing you and like there's now ample opportunity with that guy's defense coming off a great year to at least say extend the olive branch, right? Bring him in for a discussion. Unless he's saying no and we don't know that. Yes, I am shocked. I think this adds to the lawsuit. Now, if he didn't get a job, then no, I I think that that's that's that, and you're not surprised. But how can you not actively think that there could be a form of collusion, guys, going on here when Brian Flores, who again, I mean, you know, we can complain about the last month or the last three or four games, but the last time I checked, Dan Quinn is getting um is getting the opportunity to interview for jobs right now. That's, very well I'm might, fine with that, by the way. Dan Quinn well, went to a Super Bowl as a head coach. so he and, and he very well might get the Seahawks job, but his defense in that last game against the Packers was absolutely atrocious. So it's fine if he gets a job. My point is I am very surprised that nobody, that the league didn't say, hey, you know what, let's give Brian Flores the opportunity to at least get in front of us so we don't add to his lawsuit. I'm a little surprised he hasn't gotten... A look see yet, I guess you could say. I, I'm surprised no one's really requested him. And I know that lawsuit's still floating out there, but what he did with this team and with basically next to no real legitimate players outside to Neil Hunter and maybe Harrison Smith and taking random dudes like Ivan Pace was a UDFA and making him into a green dot player, uh, making Makai Blackman into a pretty good rookie starter. I am a little surprised he hasn't gotten a sniff of an interview. It is a little surprising. Yes, the lawsuit probably is. Uh, hindering him from some of those opportunities, but I'm shocked at this point. He hasn't even gotten a single interview for a job. Can I pause the show to say that I love that we have a new football term, the the, the green dot term. Green dot. Love green dot. Oh, green dot player. There's no... That when you, you've become a green dot player, it means you are a trusted sh- middle of the defense linebacker. What are you calling yeah. we should, you, what you know how like in radio and we, now we're on visual, but you know, we used to, you know, this, I got to add one more thing. That's a little signal that we would, the, we would, we'd, we'd give to each other. We need yeah. to like have green dot. Like I have green dot. I have something to say. I have something to call. We got to figure out a way to put green dot into this show even more somehow. I think. What if, yeah. What if, well, what if we, to think. what if one of us just had the green, green dot, dot helmet every day and that was the person that directed <laughs> or, us or just a green dot on your head. Yeah. <laughs> just came in with a green dot slapped on the, your forehead. Whoever the, like you're doing random Viking this week, Phil, you just got to put a green dot right on your forehead. Yeah. Back in the, you can maybe think, do it that way. I think we're on to something. I like it. Yeah. Are you the green dot in your family? Or is your wife the green dot? Oh, I am huh? not the green Who's dot. Who's calling not, the place? I am not calling the place. No. Dawn is green dot one. Stella is green dot two. Yeah. And I am the slappy who uh, basically takes up room on the couch sometimes. None none of your helmets have a green no. dot. Football. I am no, not no, Sam no, Cassell. No. I am not Sam Cassell, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. I don't run my house. <laughs> I, I, I guess I don't know. I'm a little surprised that Flores didn't get I think I think if if that defense would have finished Top five. It it hit at its peak after like the was it the Raiders game where they won three to nothing, mm-hmm. and then I th- was it the following week that they lost to the Bengals. I'm trying to remember the schedule off the top of my head, but at one point early December, mid December, the Vikings had the fifth best scoring defense in the league, and I think if somehow they would have finished the season with that and they go to the playoffs and maybe they win a playoff game, he gets a head coaching job a hundred percent for turning one of the worst defenses in the league into a top five defense. Uh, you know, they kind of petered out and the season ended in a weird way. And so obviously he's not going to be as top of mind as some of the other 
if you're the Lions offensive coordinators, Ben Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's always going to be hot coordinators that get into the playoffs. And on the Dan Quinn front, Dan Quinn's kind of the same thing in that, okay, defensive prowess, but Dan Quinn took his team further as a head coach than Brian Flores did in Miami. Flores, I think to his defense, had worse rosters, and they drafted a young quarterback, and so a little bit of apples to oranges. But Dan Quinn deserves a second shot as a head coach despite getting smoked in the playoffs defensively. So I don't have a problem with that one. But when you like, just from a Viking standpoint, this is great. If your goal is to win games and improve your defense even more in 2024, mm-hmm. which all indications are they're looking to keep pushing forward in, in some way, right? Look at the job Brian Flores did without a lot of great personnel, as Declan said. So here's just a few key categories of defensive improvements from 2022 to 2023 under Brian Flores scoring defense. 2022, 30th. This year, 13th. As high as 5th, by the way, like we said. Yardage defense, so yards per play allowed. 29th last year, 14th this year. Rushing defense, so yards per play allowed. Last year, 19th. This year, 4th. The Vikings Mm -hmm. have the 4th best rushing defense in yards per attempt. Passing defense yards per attempt. They were 30th under Ed Donatel. This year, 16th. And then pressure rate, which granted, Brian Flores had to dial up a lot more blitzes and exotic looks. Uh, They did go from 23rd in pressure rate to 16th. So you just wonder, I guess, let's say they decide to keep Cousins, or let's say they decide maybe they move on from Cousins and he goes and signs in Atlanta or somewhere else. But they decide, yeah, we're not going to reach for the fourth quarterback off the board. We couldn't get up into the top three. And so... We still have our eye on a young quarterback, but it's going to be more like trade back into the later part of the first round or second round. There are so many really good defensive players, at least on paper. This is an edge rusher draft. In some ways, it's an interior defensive lineman draft, too. So you're just like all the things the Vikings really need, which is quarterback, pass rushers from the interior and the edge. There's going to be like six or seven of those guys available in the first 11 slots without reaching. And so if they decide to go deep, if they bring Flores back and they decide, you know what, let's just draft a stud edge rusher because that's probably the second most important thing you need on your team besides a quarterback and let Brian Flores keep cooking, then I, this defense could take an even bigger step forward in 2024. Well, it took a huge step. I, like we, we hypothesized that it would definitely be improved because Ed was terrible, but I don't think that we ever thought realistically that they that they would be overall across the board improved. And without Kirk, I mean, this team for a while was a defensive first team, which is incredible since your head coach is the guy that calls plays. Um, but if Kirk doesn't come back too, you, you do have the interesting scenario and great possibility that I think Daniil Hunter comes back. Well, now it becomes much more crystal clear that you can make the decision between do we draft a defensive tackle? And I think if you draft a defensive tackle, I think if you get the right guy, Harrison Phillips, who's not a bad player, becomes a better player because I think he is miscast. He's being asked to do probably more than he should be because he's not a superstar. He's a Mm -hmm. solid player. But like if you bring Daniil back and now you draft in the first round 
a defensive tackle, interior guy. And now people Phillips, would kind of hate that probably too, but it's like the vegetables you need, well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Phil, I think the defensive tackle discussion has evolved too, though. Like look at the successful teams now, because we, we go back and talk about it and it's fun to, to talk about, but the old days of, you know, the fat guy, the Ted Washington and Grady Jackson, uh, uh, guys like that. Jerry but Ball. If, yeah, Jerry Ball. Love Jerry Ball. Vince Wilfork. Oh, God. Jerry Ball. You remember Pat that name Jerry Ball? Gilbert Brown. Grave Gilbert Digger. Brown. You remember the Grave Digger who the Vikings drafted and then quit on because he was too fat? No, he wasn't too fat. He was great. But if you think about it now, the defensive tackle position, look at so many of the dominant teams. They have one. And, and th- those guys, I think the two positions that have evolved from, oh, just get a guy to sort of play there and and if he's fat, it's great. Defensive tackle and guard. You know, those positions used to be sort of taken for granted as, uh, okay, well, you'll get what you get. But the reality is defensive tackles now, in my opinion, lots of times, are as athletic. They're bigger, but they're as athletic as defensive ends. So, yeah. so you might not like that, but I think we need to understand the game has evolved to where those positions now you could put a priority on athletes there and you're not reaching. That's, that's the need. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys, uh, it's now the third time in a week that we've referenced Brett Coleman, offensive line expert on YouTube and social media in the last week, but he put, he puts out a bunch of great content and uh, he tweeted this a few days back. It was like two weeks ago. And I just saved it for this exact episode. Actually. He said, let's call this the Jerzon Newton index. So Jerzon Newton is the top interior defensive lineman in this year's draft class from Illinois. The 10 worst teams in interior defensive pass rush win rate. Football. Oh, this is not pretty. Interior defensive pass rush win rate. Important. Important. Go. Right now. Pull your speakers close. Okay. So... He lists the 10 worst teams, and it starts. I'll start with 10 and go up. So the, the Falcons only, uh, so this is interior defense pass rush win rate. How often are you winning your pass rush reps from that place on the field? Falcons only 15.5%, Raiders 15, Titans, Lions only 15. Now the Lions have Aiden Hutchinson on the outside, and you know they make up for a little bit, uh, like the Vikings with Daniil. Chargers 14 and a half, Saints 14 and a half, then the Cardinals and Patriots at 13 and a half. Jaguars only 11% win rate, but they're second worst. And then there's a mountainous gap, like a Grand Canyon gap to the worst interior defensive line pass rush win rate in the league. Football. The Minnesota Vikings. And next to this, so he writes Vikings 8.6% win rate in parentheses, my God. <laughs> you care to guess who the number one team interior pass rush win rate is in the NFL? Is it San Francisco? No. Think about players. Vikings. Okay. Aaron Donald is football. Aaron Donald. Really? 30, okay. The Rams. Thirty two percent win rate from the interior because Jeez. of Aaron Donald. Thirty two. Rams, 32% interior win rate. Vikings, 8.6%. And that's why Brian Flores has to bring double-A gap blitzes and more pressures Mm -hmm. than any team in the NFL. So if you could – Jerzon Newton would help you fix this overnight. I don't know if you can get him at 11, but you might be able to get him at like 7 or 8. You might have to trade up to get Jerzon Newton. And I know some fans would – if the Vikings traded up from 11 to like 6 
Oh, God. And drafted Jerzon Newton instead of right. a quarterback, people would freak, but it might be the best thing that they could do as a franchise. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And the the thing about it too is it's pass rush win rate, not sack. Because what you because what you desire is that interior immediate pressure. Because no matter how good Daniel is, if he's coming from the edge, he cannot get to the quarterback as quickly as a guy who is in the A gap because that's immediate, yeah. right? Like think about what troubles Kirk. What's troubled Kirk? It's interior, interior. pass rush lots of yeah. times because it flusters you, it flummoxes you. What are you supposed to do? So yeah, there is, and look, I mean, the eye test, the analytics, any metric that you can use tells you that the Vikings interior is substandard. Yeah, and and it's kind of crazy. It doesn't align perfectly because there's so many elements of football. But if you look, so ESPN has team pass rush win rate across just the whole defense. Okay, and it's it kind of mirrors the best regular season teams in the league. You know, the Cowboys, number one at pass rush win rate. Micah Parsons is, is the best on the team, obviously. The Cleveland Browns, an 11-win team that they still won 11 games with four different quarterbacks because guess what? They're just terrorizing opposing quarterbacks. Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. And exactly. then and those, those are edge rushers I just mentioned. But, you you know, then you go to uh, the Houston Texans are third. How do you help a rookie quarterback? Well, you get, give him weapons on offense, but give him a defense that turns the ball over and, and flusters quarterbacks, right? Fourth, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. So it, if you can bring back Daniil on like a three-year contract and you think there's still a lot of gas left for at least a couple of years, and then you were to draft a Jerzon Newton to pair with Harrison Phillips, now we're talking about something. Now, now you can dial up pressures without actually having to dial up, you know, blitzes. And, that, and then now it helps your back end. And this is super in the weeds to get Football. where we're going here, but... I guess the moral of the story is it might be that the best thing for the Vikings to do as a team is to eat vegetables with that number 11 overall pick. Yes, if you, but I think if you do that, I think you would be very wise to make your choice that you need to bring back Hunter because the issue is if you don't bring him back and and you take a uh, defensive tackle, interior pressure, who's going to rush f- from the outside? But from what we're talking about, if you now have Hunter from the, the outside, let's just choose player X because you're probably not, not going to have in 2024 two great outside edge guys. But if you have one and now you've got the interior pressure to complement Hunter's pressure, mm. and, and, I do mm. like your, and I do like your point, so my, my biggest fear is this, and I think it started to transpire as the season progressed, and it's why the the defense dropped off. But my biggest fear is if the Vikings don't substantially try and improve personnel, that um, that the teams that started to catch on for how to beat the Vikings in the past game in December, yeah. it's going to get worse because now it's an entire offseason of guys in film rooms basically saying be, because 
in Seifert, in Seifert's great ESPN.com piece on Flores, they talked about, and he talked about that he was doing things that came from the college game. And so they really hadn't been seen as far as the presenting of looks in the pros yet. Well, guess what? Teams are going to look at that and figure out how to beat that. But if you improve your personnel and now you can provide more help in, in the back end because you're getting a push up front that doesn't come from blitzes, that's how you counter that. So let, let's, let's play a game then on that point about personnel here, okay? I have a list of, just this is just from PFF, I'm looking at snap counts. The, the 16 defensive players who played at least 150 snaps. So guys that played, and at the bottom of that list is like Andrew Booth Jr. So guys that at some point were regulars or who played basically every snap at the top of that list. Sure. I would love for us to just come to a consensus just quickly on all these players. Do you trust them as a starting defensive player for this team next year, assuming they're under contract? Okay. Let's see how many players that we feel like are trustworthy on this defense. You know what? Okay, I can roll with that guy. Cam Bynum. And by the way, I'm going in order of how many snaps they played last year. So Cam Bynum, do we trust him? Yes. Yeah. Easy yes. Yep. Really good player, right? Okay. That's one. I'll make a tally here. Got one guy. Uh, Harrison Smith. Yeah. I trust him. I trust him as a player, but I don't trust he's going to be back because I because I don't want to pay him what he's going to make. And I think he's going my, here. Here's my gut. No, this is not reporting it. Aggregators do not unite. <laughs> I think he retires because I found really? it very interesting on Twitter this weekend that he came out and was openly tweeting about like he was illegal yeah. hits and things. I try to look back through his account. He does like retweet things. So he's not like a total non X guy. Um, Harrison though, for the most part is a very thoughtful guy who won't tell you, who Mm -hmm. won't tell the media what time of day it is. Found it very intriguing that he's now like going into interesting points. I think he might be done playing. I think it's, I think retirement's 100% on the table for him too. I think he's a new dad as well and stuff. So, I mean, he's played, yeah. I mean, does he have to prove anything? I mean, yeah, Super Bowl ring would obviously be sweet. That's probably that's it. what it is. If he had a ring, he'd be done probably, right? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, tr- I mean, I will say, yes, I trust him, but I'm with Judd. I would rather spend that resource everywhere. Just the player though. I, I do trust him. Yes. I think for all the reasons, like the, just, he, he has declined. Obviously he's in his mid thirties. He's one of the highest capits on the team. I'm going to say no. Sure. As a starter, just, yeah, it's just, we'll put him in his own bin over here. He's kind of like a maybe. Absolutely. Josh Metellus, yes, yep. right? Yep. So that's, okay, that's two. 100%. Uh, Daniil Hunter's not under contract, but I think we all agree here. Yep. It's, oh, yeah. it's a yes, and you, you'd like to have him back. Byron Murphy Jr., kind of underwhelming. I think it's still out, a yes really, for me. He re- they. I think he is the biggest case of the PFF grade might not show you the value. Yeah. Like when, when he got hurt, their defense went down mm-hmm. and he did play two positions. Like, like the fact that he can go from outside corner inside. So I'm going to say yes. I'll say yes as well. I'll say yes. Yeah. When, uh, the only thing is like when opposing quarterbacks targeted him, which was 84 times, they had a one Oh two passer rating. He only had six pass breakups. So you know, but then those guys are being asked so much more than right. other players in other secondaries to just be on islands, both in zone and man. So, so we're saying yes, just, but we'd like yeah. to see a little bit more out of him. So, okay, it's four. Yep. Uh, a Caleb Evans as a starter, as, as a yeah, starter. I don't, 
I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I he's think he's kind borderline. of a depth guy. He's kind of a kind of a depth guy who's who's maybe in over his head with that starting role. I would put him right now if we were having this discussion at TCO Performance Center. I would put him in pencil. Yeah, me too. Like he's going to make the roster, but I'd put him in pencil starting wise. Yeah, not not a given to me. Corners are really tough to evaluate their first few years in the NFL. Not everyone's Sauce Gardner and just like an all pro the moment they step on the field. Um, I still trust him. I still trust him. I liked what I saw in the first half of the year, and I, I still think there's more to his game. And he's if he's going to stay with Flores, I would have him in the yes factor. Okay, so I'm, I'm the deciding vote here. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no as a starter, but certainly yes as a young depth guy who can can jump. I, I just think if you're going to have a dominant defense, is a Caleb Evans one of your two main starting cornerbacks? I, right now, I don't think so, but he's on the yep. team. Uh, Harrison Phillips, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. No, no dissension. DJ Wanham is hurt and a free agent, so I think he has to be in the no bin, even though yes. he he was your second best Correct. pass rusher, right? Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks is old and a free agent. He was still effective, but injury toward the end of the year. I I think it's probably an, in terms of trustworthy to be a starter next year. Contract age. <sighs> yeah, I'm moving it's on. A no, right? I'm moving on. Great no. job. Thank you. You're crazy for com- coming back from the leg <laughs> injury you came back from, but um, I want to get younger there. Yeah. Ivan Pace Jr. Yes. Green dot, man. Green dot. It's green dot guy. Green here. dot. He said yes. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Bullard, free agent, and a, probably a no. He was one of their lowest graded players. Patrick Jones. Uh, it's got to be. A I no don't. There. I think I've Starter. seen. Uh, no, no. I think I've seen enough. I think I've seen enough of Patrick Jones. Yeah, I'm good on Patrick Jones. Mackay Blackman played 434 snaps. It's a it's actually a yes for me on Mackay Blackman. He had a couple Agreed. bad like young rookie moments, but he showed oh, yeah. some major flashes this season. Absolutely. Yes, I think he fits. I think Mackay Blackman, um, partially because he was drafted under Flores' watch, I think he fits better than Evans does, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dean Lowry, Kyris Tonga, and Andrew Booth Jr. are the other three guys who played at least 150 snaps. Again, Lowry, do you trust no. them to start for this no, team Dean next La- year? Zero chance on Dean. Um, Tonga, I think, is a backup, so no. And then Booth, no. Booth is a, in my opinion, he is critical mass time. He might not, I might not trust him to be on my roster next season. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Man. Booth is super interesting. What it what is fascinating about Booth is he was out there for 99 coverage snaps. He was only targeted eight times. Four, he only allowed four catches in his direct area in 99 coverage snaps. But he, he barely played, though. That's the thing. Like, he only played he's a 150 teams total snaps. So Yeah, he's a special teams guy. You, you know who, who he has uh, be, become? In my opinion, he's become the Vikings' new Chris Boyd. Okay. Well. Because when he plays, he's all like, he's getting in guys' faces and he's trying to be super aggressive. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not good enough to be that aggressive yet. Yeah. But anyway, no, so, I don't trust so, him. So that means on the on the current roster, or even like if you include Daniil Hunter, a free agent, we counted seven guys out of 11 spots that we would trust for sure to be starters next year for the Vikings, which means they got holes to fill, man. If you oh, played right. that same game on offense, they're definitely looking for a number three receiver because Powell's a free agent, KJ's a free agent. Their offensive line is, I mean, they're looking for a left guard because Reisner's not under contract, but you're probably only looking, I mean, well, Kirk is a free agent, so 
I guess you're looking for probably seven starters in either draft or free agency or depth rising up and some really key positions. But on defense, we got, we got seven trustworthy guys, right? Yes. And, and uh, on offense as well, guess what? Running back. Yeah. So you're saying Ty Chandler, you wouldn't make Ty Chandler the starter. And by I don't way, know Madison's that, under contract, and if yeah. you cut him, you don't save a whole lot. He, and he's a backup. Like, I think he's proven that. He's a backup. My question is, uh, I actually would give Chandler a chance. Do they trust him? Yeah. Like, they started to a little bit more, but I still have my doubts there. Um, but that that run game has to get on track. And so, yes, they have a ton of holes. But defensively, this is why the exercise that we just did is why I think it's so important. Hunter comes back now. And by the way, on Hunter, so where does he sort of stack up? He, he's going to want a close to top of the market contract, I'm sure. I mean, he's probably somewhat reasonable in that there's a couple dudes at the very top of the edge rusher class that are just, they are a level better than he is. But he did lead the league in TFLs. He was fourth in sacks among edge rushers. He was ninth in pressures among edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Seventh in quarterback hurries. Third in stop tackles. So by any measurement, he is a top 10 borderline top five edge rusher in the league, and you're going to have to pay him for that. But we'll see what happens, man. Did yeah, you say so, TFLs without the sounder, without the football sounder? Does that warrant the sounder? You think? Football. TFLs. Oh, short. Anything to shorten up. Oh, my God, yeah. How about QBHs? Football. Yeah. QB. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback Heck Curry. yes. Yes. <laughs> made that one up. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the state of the defense right now. And, and just I'll just I'll stamp it with this, and we'll get to a random Viking and a and a mock from one of our favorite sites that everyone, including us, like we're going to have a lot of quarterback discussions because they don't have a starting quarterback under contract, and they do need a quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. But if the draft plays out a certain way, and the top three quarterbacks go off the board one, two, and three, and they just weren't able to move in, I mean, there's that report that they they tried to give up like three future first round picks to get Anthony Richardson, and and they were rejected last year, right? Yep. That if the draft doesn't go a certain way, eating some broccoli in the first round is going to be boring. People are going to boo at the Purple Daily Draft Party, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. But it might be the best thing that this franchise can do. Hey, broccoli, you put a little garlic in there, you know, a little salt, pepper in the air fry. I, I, we have broccoli Good. once a week. I, I love a broccoli. A little, little olive oil. A little olive oil. Yeah. Delicious. 100%. Delicious. Mixing some cauliflower in there even. Hell, like, you know, you get your broccoli and the defensive tackle. Maybe you want your cauliflower and the linebacker, you know? Like, there's there's mixtures we can do here. I mean, vegetable medleys are possible. Come on. Give me cheesecake. That's cheesecake. The opposite I want a quarterback. Cheesecake. And I just want cheesecake. In moderation, though, Judd, because we definitely want oh, to be God, losing God. weight here in 2024, right? Yes, uh, that's true. Mo- moderation can uh, take you from the guy on the left, sports dad, to the sports dad on the right, down 40 pounds, thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. That's a couple of years back now, but here's the best part. They're not only going to help you drop the pounds, they're going to help you keep them off, and that's the most important thing. So, you know what? If, if the holidays have gotten to your waistline, you're on the couch because it's cold outside, and now a bunch of clothes starting not to fit. You know, Livia is going to help you get yourself back on track. They're going to help you drop that that weight. And have they got an offer for you? Speaking of offers, as free agency in the National Football League approaches, I'm coming to you right now with an offer that's on the table, and that is your first three months on Livia are free. 
That's right. First three months for free. The program, if you're in the state, there are uh, several locations that you can go to. But if you're not in the state, do not despair because the whole thing can also be done virtually. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Take it from Sports Dad. This works. Uh, Dex, tell the audience about underdog fantasy this playoff season. That's right. It's uh, You know, you got playoff pickums. Dex's uh, pick of the weekend, if you will, is in. So OBJ has been quiet for the Ravens, but I, I've been I've been hearing some spec. They're kind of saving him for the playoffs, right? I mean, we're saving him for some big moments. And there's even a little extra little oomph on a touchdown prop right now for Odell Beckham Jr. this weekend on on, a, on the divisional round weekend. And I'm going to pair that with Josh Allen touch. You know, Josh Allen's going to throw two touchdown passes, right? I mean, the guy just throws the ball 50 times. Uh, you can ride this pick with me, or you can fade my picks, because that also might be the wiser thing to do at Underdog Fantasy. New users, promo code SCORE, uh, $100 deposit match. Recurring users, match that link in the YouTube comment section as well. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Ballard's Resort. So that's right, it's the middle of January, and we're already talking about summer getaways. And that's because these trips book up fast for the summer. Ballard's Resort is situated on the south shore of Lake of the Woods, prime location, right where the rainy river flows into this massive lake. Breathe in that fresh Canadian border air while you go on a walleye fishing excursion. Uh, Maybe a chance to catch a 10-pound walleye with one of the U.S. Coast Guard licensed guides that are available to you. Uh, It's just a a blast. If you've never been to Ballard's Resort, make sure you book your dates before they fill up by going to ballardsresort.com. That's ballardsresort.com. It's time for a random Viking of the week here, boys. Let's see here. We've got uh, Declan on a two-game win streak. He, he's also on like a four-game win streak in random twin of the week. So everything's coming up decks lately in these random contests. Here's how it works. I will put out a series of clues to you guys. You can shout out answers when you think you know. If you hit that third strike, it means you're out and the other person wins. So far in the new era, Judd and I each have 11 wins. Declan has seven. That's the new era where we're all sort of competing against each other. Losers out. And then all-time, Judd has 63 wins. Declan, 33. I have 18. The last handful of random Vikings are EJ Henderson, Case Keenum, Andrew Glover, Colin Leffler, Brett Favre. We've done well over 100 of these in history. I believe it's 120-something. So here's another one if you guys are ready. Random Viking. Let's do it. Yep. Okay. I got the list up so I can search. Uh, you so can't can search, search the internet, but you can no, search the, the list the of list. previous. Okay. The previous. Yes. 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 No, I'm not searching the internet. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of a different path here and maybe oh. throw you off with this first clue by saying that this is someone, this random Viking, who Judd specifically has spent a significant amount of time talking to in his life and career. You know, Judd, uh, Judd spent a lot of time around a lot of Vikings, so it doesn't necessarily narrow it down too yeah. much. But yeah, but I, I have seen with my own two eyes Judd talking to this random Viking on numerous occasions. I'll take a guess right away. Oh, my God. Wow. Brad Childress. It's a great guess. Oh, God, that would have been great. One clue. Great Come guess. on. Come on. Oh, that would have been awesome. 
Yeah, Brad Childers, who once told Judd that he's going to drink a vodka the size of you Judd's know. head. And we've done coordinators and coaches before, so I, I, that's why I thought maybe I we're throwing delusional. off the scent. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Once texted me I was delusional. Well, I had to talk to him <laughs> after he was fired. You're delusional. If you think I'm going to talk to you, you're delusional. This random Viking played in 10 career playoff games, so it is a player, just to be clear. Okay, I'll take a guess. Wow. Is it is it Steve Hutchinson? It's not Steve. That's Hutchinson. a great guess, though. Too, you the love bringing up aggressiveness. Oh, this is great. Two guesses. Two. Oh wow. Two clues. Two guesses. This random Viking played for six teams in the National Football League: Patriots, Vikings, Browns, Chiefs, Cardinals, Mike Seahawks. Morris. We have another guess. Mike Morris. The superstar Mike Morris. Wow, only three clues. Nice job, Judd. Thank you. I was kind of disappointed I couldn't hide that one even more. Uh, Mike Morris, a former former co-host on uh, former colleague on the old 1500 ESPN version of Vikings Ventline. Mike Morris was like an OG Vikings Ventline. I think he was one of the co-founders of Vikings Ventline with us back in the day. Well, he was... And he was um, on the Vikings post-game Colin show on KFAN, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, his for years. he's probably the most famous for being the uh, the main figure and founder of oh, the Power Trip power morning trip. show. Yeah, because yeah, he's he, the Power Trip. He's the one that brought the Power Trip morning show yes. to its heights. And then yes. he came over to 1500 ESPN. A show that was once, I think it started as an hour-long show and back in the day and it was called the power hour for which the station was sent a cease and desist by like a christian community oh, thing wow. that was called the power hour hence power <laughs> trip but yes if you're like why is that show called the power trip like what's the power like like is there a big guy like is sludge huge and i don't know about it no it was mike morris <laughs> yes. no sludge I, I i think he used to lift weights at one point but not as much as uh you know superstar mike morris so congratulations to judd Picking right. up his 64th career victory in Random Viking of the Week. Would love to hit you guys, too, with a mock I before we close. Mock. Mock. I want because our friends at WalterFootball.com have an updated two-round mock here. Wally. Wally Football, baby. Presented by our friends at Nutrisource, the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North. Yeah, Maya Mackey just loves her Nutrisource chicken and rice. Loves her Nutrisource training treats. Um, Nutrisource is uh, is all over the place for our dogs. Stella's the same way. In fact, guess what? Th- this morning she came inside and she looked at me and said, where is my Nutrisource breakfast? And I said, it's right there, sweetie. And she was so happy, much like the Vinster. Vinster's very happy. Vinster was glued to me over the last 48 hours. New dad wasn't feeling well. Uh, I think mom wasn't too happy that he was actually glued to me and not mom for once in his short little life so far. Uh, but the Nutrisource treats are also a good ransom to get your dog just to stay by you no matter uh, no matter how you're feeling. Yeah, if you uh, are looking to explore Nutrisource, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com, and you can find a retailer that sells Nutrisource somewhere near you, like a, like a Chuck and Don's or another local uh, pet store. So, WalterFootball.com, updated yesterday. We'll give you two rounds worth here. Caleb Williams to the Bears, number one. Drake May to Washington, number two. It's funny. They have Washington Redskins on here, by the way. Dang. Somebody might want to get a hold of Wally. 
Wally, Wally, no one ever accused them of being apolitically correct or B, paying attention to the league itself. They're even using the Redskins logo on WalterFootball.com. I don't know if that's like a statement or what. I was going to ask, is that a statement? Uh, Patriots taking Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU. So this is the type of scenario that I think would lead to the Vikings eating their broccoli with that first-round pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals at four. Brock Bauer, the Georgia tight end to the Chargers at five. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU number eight to the or six to the Giants. Joe Alt, tackle Notre Dame to the Titans at seven. Dallas Turner, edge rusher Alabama to the Falcons at eight. Rome Adunze, wide receiver Washington to the Bears at nine. Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State to the Jets at ten. And that brings us to the Vikings at 11. Oh, my. Wow. Judd's head's going to explode. But we just went through this exercise. Maybe this is what they need. With the 11th overall pick, according to WalterFootball.com, the Vikings select out of Clemson, cornerback Nate Wiggins. I want to mock. Mock! Yes, another first-round cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings here. That would cause some major P, uh, PTSD, right? Like, because I think yeah. cornerback's a trigger. Like, I think if it you is. take a defensive tackle, it, it'd be, you know, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been a long time there, right? I feel like a cornerback would cause an outbreak of booing. But then in the second round, as we mm-hmm. speed our way over to the 42nd pick, the Minnesota Vikings select out of the University of Washington quarterback Michael Penix. I want to mock! I'm so curious where he's going to go. This feels right. Like late first, early second round. I don't know that he's falling to 42. Yeah, it feels right now, but like we're going to have, you know, the combine and then we're going to have pro days. And he's the type, he's the type of me who got guy that I think if he starts to get a clean bill of health on those knees, he's going to jet up. But if he doesn't from the doctors, like the combine could make or break him just from a, from the physical standpoint. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it's going to be a wild ride for him the next few months. So they get a cornerback and they get a quarterback with their first two picks there from WalterFootball.com. Update your logos, Wally Football. Yeah, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yeah, so right. anyhow, all right, boys, great episode. Focused on the defense there. Uh, Purple Daily is here as your daily home for offseason speculation, off-season news, nuggets. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Time for a live Feedback Friday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We just want the Vikings to win a dang Super Bowl before we die.